All right, folks, welcome to Jetcetera, the Winnipeg Free Press podcast about Jets, sports, and etc. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. It's episode 66, the Miles Garrell episode. I know you thought I was going to say Mario Lemieux, yeah, didn't you? Right, right. I did. You, but you usually go with the football players. Ah, I don't know, because Mario, he's not from here. He doesn't play here. He's never played here. Plus, Miles Garrell, frankly, is one of my favorite people of all time. Just the great guy. Great uh, interview, too, right? Oh, yeah. He was soundbite great, gold. Great copy. And uh, and is just a real super. Where's Miles these days? He's in Hamilton. Um, he was at a. My sister was at a bomber game in Hamilton a couple of years ago, and she got to go to an alumni thing because she's a cop in Ontario, and um, a former Hamilton Tiger Cat. I can't remember the guy's name. He's also a cop. Okay. And they they're cops together, <laughs> police officers, constables, whatever they are, and. Then she got to meet Miles Grell and she sent me a photo and Miles remembered me and it was kind of like it was this. Was Miles like still wearing bare arms? Like, because I remember going to bomber games as a kid. Yeah, right. And it'd be like November or October freezing out and he, of course, had his arms exposed, his pipes. All those guys did that, didn't yeah. they? All the offensive linemen would do that, right? Um, so, anyways, we're uh, <laughs> tripping down memory lane there on uh, the Bombers. Um, today, Mike, we're going to chat about the Jets sweeping the Edmonton Oilers. Say it's, what? It's say what? Exactly is right. It's Tuesday, May the something. What's the date today? The twenty fifth. We moved this up a day. We did. We normally do this Wednesday mornings, uh, but we're doing it Tuesday this week, folks, because. Uh, earlier today, in the yeah. wee hours of Tuesday morning, late Monday night, the Jets uh, beat the Oilers 4-3 in triple overtime to win the first-round playoff series four games to zero. That's right. You heard that. I know you probably all know that anyway. So anyways, we'll talk about that, uh, and we're going to talk about what it would have been like this weekend had there been fans in the stands, Mike. Oh, my God. Um and then we'll have some et cetera stuff. Some, I'm going to chat about some long weekend gardening I did. Ah. Maybe do some DIY talk. Do you ever do DIY? Do it yourself? Yeah. Yeah, my wife just did a DIY the other day uh, fixing our um, carpet cleaner that broke. And she used a YouTube tutorial and it worked to perfection. Nice. She fixed the whole thing. Wow. Okay. And of course... I don't really have the patience for that. She does. Either. I don't. I hate tools. I just period. call somebody. <laughs> me too. <laughs> We can chat about that, yeah. Mike. Um, and then, of course, in our overtime, let's, you know, maybe we'll still get a vacation this summer, Mike. I'm taking six days off, though, starting Thursday. So, anyways, first period, Jets sweep the Oilers, Mike. Oh, my God. Who would have thunk that? Now, having said that, I did predict that the Jets would win this series. You did not. And everybody in town knows that, yes. by the way. Yes. You all know this, right, folks? Remember the headline Shame. in the newspaper? Sorry, Jets fans. Yeah. McDa- Mighty McDavid in five, I think, was the headline. Something like that. We don't write headlines. But I did write the copy <laughs> in which I said the Oilers <laughs> would quickly dispose of the Jets. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did you miss, Mike? Well... So let me just start by saying, Steve, has there ever been a sweep in NHL history quite like this? In that, this, I can barely remember last weekend. Yeah, so this I, I one, this was um, 
a sweep by the slimmest of margins in the sense that the Jets actually trailed for more than they led in this series. Um, every game was a one-goal game. He's rationalizing, folks. Yeah. Uh, take you know, take the two empty netters from game one, and every game was a one-goal game. Yeah. Uh, and three overtime games in a row, all of which the Jets won in a four-day span, which I can safely say that's never yeah, happened that's in NHL that's, history. That's pretty unheard of, yeah. Uh, be, mainly because they wouldn't play three games in four days normally in NHL Correct. playoff, but they did because of the condensed scheduling here. Uh, and the Jets, uh, of course, get the dagger in all three of those games. Um, you know, wh- one thing, and again, I'm not trying to rationalize my decision, but he when I folks. wrote my preview, we didn't know about the health of four Jets forwards, all of whom missed the first practice a few days before game one. Uh, Andrew Kopp, who was held out of the season finale. Paul Stasny, who got hurt in the season finale. Pierre-Luc Dubois, who got hurt in the season finale. And Nikolai Ehlers, who... I mean, Nick Kiprios of Sportsnet had basically said that he wasn't playing the whole series. I don't know where he got that information from. Out of his hat. I guess. So as we now know, and as history shows, uh, Kopp and Stasny were ready for game one. Um, Kopp set Stasny up for the overtime winner in game two. Uh, Dubois returned in game two. Nikolai Ehlers returned in game three, scored the overtime winner. So, I mean, a lot of things assisted by Paul Stasny off the faceoff, like, I'm not saying I would have picked the Jets if I knew that those four guys were going to be good to go. I think I still would have picked the Oilers based on the Jets went two and seven against them in six straight regulation losses in the year where they scored seven goals. But I give you credit, Steve. You were the voice of reason in suggesting <laughs> there's something I've never that heard we, of. <laughs> that we should put very little stock in so many of those regular season games. Circumstances were unique to say the least. Uh, the Jets sometimes were coming off long road trips or a back-to-back. or I mean, the, they were never kind of on equal footing when they I played. I think the thing that uh, – and I'm not sure that people – and I'm not sure – I'm not going to speak for you, but a lot of the uh, so-called experts or whatever did look at that. But I think that they were – the thing that I think concerned a lot of people, Jets fans, and, and I got a lot of – listen, I got a bunch of emails from people when I predicted the Jets were going to win, telling right. me I was crazy. Right. Um, I think the thing that concerned most fans and then experts or whatever was that that was the losing streak towards the end of yeah. the season. Not, and I think people were putting more weight in that than they were in in the in the season series. Uh, but then the two combined would, yeah, I guess logically. You know, you could certainly make a case for the fact that the Jets had no chance in the series. Um, As they say, usually history is often the best indicator. Yeah, of, for sure. Past of, performance is an right. indicator of, of future you know, performance. The Jets yeah. were saying all the right things coming out of that losing streak to end the year that Paul Maurice said that he felt that that was an important thing for them to go through. That yeah. they And now, who you know, who's going to second guess, guess that? Right. Right. That... And, you know, Steve, we've talked all season long uh, and written about the um, about how how this Jets team is battle tested even before this this playoff series. They, they're a battle tested group, right? The main core has been together a lot. See, that's that's the thing with me. That, that, so this is why I picked the Jets right. to win. It's why that it's why I predicted the Jets would do have a good season. Back when I predicted them to finish second in the division, they ended up finishing third because of that swoon or whatever. There's two things that I think that, in general, people have overlooked with this team. And that's the number one is what you just touched on there was experience. Yeah. 
this th there's a core group of players on this team that have been together for a number of years here now and they've been through a lot together uh, thick and thin yep. if you want to call it that they they had the experience of going to the the conference final against Vegas and all that it took to beat Nashville that year there's still eight guys or so on the team that were eight of the most important players on the team correct not just fringe no, guys no no these are like these are the the leadership core of this team right. we're all there during that and then you know and then they've seen guys come and go and they've they've they've, they've been so they've been through all that together right and so that togetherness cannot be you can't sell that short and then the other thing and then this you and I were looking at this so we went to, I went to the game I came to the game a uh, game 3 or whatever and we were looking at the lineups is depth right and this is something this this is something kevin shevoldayoff deserves credit for this or whatever and that, that the risk of being called a shill for kevin shevoldayoff <laughs> again or whatever is the reality is is that he's built th this team has incredible depth and and not just on the forward line they have depth on defense yeah. too whether they're slugs or not whatever they still got depth and depth is so important in any sport and we don't i don't think we give it enough credence you no know what I mean especially we're, in a, we're dazzled by flash especially in the ultimate team sport like hockey depth in, in the NBA maybe you can get away with yeah maybe if you yeah. have Although a McDavid scoring super if, important in the NBA true yeah. but yeah. if you have a McDavid and Dreisaitl chances are like in in the basketball equivalent of you know if you have LeBron James yeah if and, you haven't well we'll see how the Brooklyn Nets do this year yeah but, yeah but usually that can carry you can. a lot more than it can in a, in a hockey game I mean basketball players tend to play the whole game right there on the Correct. court Connor yeah. McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can still only play thirty out of sixty minutes um, and and I found even last night I mean as as the game went on those guys became less effective they were exhausted totally. Uh, so, you know, and then when when Dave Tippett puts them together, as he did after game one, which I think was a tactical mistake. I like Dave Tippett. I know you do as well. I yeah, think he's sure. a good coach. I think that was a misfire on his part because he yeah, made he it. whiffed in this playoff series. He did. He got, out he got a coach. He did. By yeah. Paul Maurice. Yeah, I was surprised. And the Lowry line really did some tremendous work against that line. But it then freed up the Shifley line. And the Stasny Ehlers line again. Look, we looked at the guys. Steve, we're like Ryan McLeod. I never uh, heard of these guys, right? Mike. I mean, a lot of them I never. I never Josh Archibald, whose Alex only Chase impact on the series was a low bridge hit on Logan Stanley that yeah. that cost them or may have you know contributed to that. But uh, yet they had a lot of sort of guys that just. You know, they're four, they had like three fourth lines, it felt like. <laughs> well, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a pretty good player. And uh, the Jesse Pugliarvi played pretty well. Uh, but, yeah, they had, you know, they've got a handful of, of, of good good forwards. And then, and then even on defense, you know, like after Darnell Nurse, who had an amazing series, Tyson Berry, like, you know. He was good Adam last Lars, night. I, I, yeah, but, he was good. But he's Adam not Lars a good defenseman. But they were down. They were playing yeah. four defensemen they again. Were. And the Jets were playing six, and so again, this depth I think uh, came through, and depth and experience in my mind is what's is the strength behind the Winnipeg Jets, and um, and it really showed against the Oilers. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Cetra podcast. Now, Mike, uh, you were at the games on uh, both games, Game 3 and Game 4. I was at Game 3. Um, and um, so uh, in all of the, you know, the, the amazing comeback in Game 3 and then the uh, triple overtime 
win in game four. And, um, you know, there was certainly something, a, a huge oh. void in, in that there was there was nobody in the stands, right? right? Do you mean? And, and it was just like, I mean, there's a few people circling around the rink, honking their horns and all that before the games and stuff like that. But, man, it was just... Uh, uh, it was different. It was. And, you know, you, you think now, my goodness, if there had been 15,000 in Bell MTS and those two games happened as they played out, yeah, uh, they'd be putting a new roof on the building today because it would have come off early this morning when they won it in overtime. It'd be and, interesting to know how many people would have stayed for that, eh? Yeah. Well... Uh, what time did it end? 1.35 or something? Yeah, judging by Twitter... And the amount of retweets and comments that I was getting in the middle of the night, there was a lot. There's a lot of tired Winnipeggers today who didn't get a lot of sleep, who did stay up. Um, I believe there was some people at Portage and Maine. It was, it was way past my bedtime. But as Jeff <laughs> Hamilton pointed out to me earlier in a conversation, he says the game started around your. The game started right eight forty-five. It's yeah. just, uh, <laughs> you know, if there's if there's one really good piece of news in addition to Jets fans being happy that they won, it's that round two will have none of yeah. those start. They're playing either Toronto or Montreal, right. which means we're going to get six or six thirty puck drops when they're on the road. And we'll probably get something similar here in Winnipeg because they're going to want to cater to the Eastern audience. I suspect we'll get 6.30 at the worst, 7 o'clock puck drops. No more. I mean, sure, knock, fill your boots. Go to triple overtime if you want. We'll still be able to meet deadline, and you'll still be able to hit your uh, your sleep targets. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something, Steve, that the players um, brought up yeah, it kept, a, it lot came up a lot on hey, their yeah. own, not... Yeah. Uh, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois told me yesterday, this is, there wasn't a morning skate. It was just a, an availability in the afternoon. But he said that when he left the rink Sunday night after that epic comeback, that, um, and, and the, the players leave the rink like quite late. Paul Maurice talked about them staying in the room for an hour after the game. So this would have been, it, that, that one only went to nine minutes of single overtime. But still, it would have been quite late that Dubois was leaving the rink. And he said that he still saw and heard the some of the car parade and the honking. And he said it gave him goosebumps. And, you know, a guy like Dubois is interesting. Uh, he's never played a game in front of fans here in Winnipeg. He's been a Jet since January. And uh, he, he has yet to see what a home crowd especially playoffs otherwise interesting uh, situation over the over the weekend i'm out biking along the bishop grandin greenway um there's a long long bike path that goes along bishop grandin so i'm coming up on this couple and i don't know they're like 20 somethings right or whatever right and they're on bikes or whatever and i'm coming up the pass because i'm passing everybody <laughs> folks i'm passing everybody and um and uh, they're wearing matching Dubois sweaters. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. It was, it was kinda... his family. <laughs> his family lives here. Maybe, I guess. His yeah. dad's a coach with the he Moose. A, right. He has a sister, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it could have been his, her, his sister and his boyfriend. I thought it was kind of Not that others wouldn't be getting, although Dubois hasn't done a whole lot to maybe warrant a rush of jersey sales. Speaking of that, just... what do you think of his play? Uh, he still looks so tentative. Like, he looks... I thought he looked better in last night's game. Yeah, and I actually liked his game in the third period yeah, of Sunday and overtime. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's still so much more there. Like, But, again, he's 22. 
and we forget that. Um, and the Jets just want that just swept the Oilers without really getting anything. Although he was right. good on the power, the second power play unit, yeah, which two has assists. been he had two assists right. in the game, and that right, second yeah. power play unit's been really good. But uh, yeah, it's it's you know this is not a happy time, Steve, for society. Winnipeg, right? It's, the world in general, yeah. The world in yeah, general, yeah. but certainly locally here. And I think if you're a hockey fan, you can't help but you know feel a tinge of sadness as you flip around the dial every night and watch playoff games happening. I think Vegas last night, Steve, had close to 12,000 fans at T-Mobile. They're, they're expand- Florida had, uh, we used to mock Florida, right? About, oh, they, they right. can't draw flies. Well, who's laughing now? Florida's packing 10, 11,000 in. Uh, and we have zero still. And, and So before we got started on this podcast, the boss poked his uh, nose in here. We had the door locked, but we let him in anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we thought he was a solicitor. <laughs> we told him we'd give it the office. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, he's the boss. We'll yeah. let him in. Eh? So anyways, he, he, he has a request for you. He wants you to write a column for A1 tomorrow about what, you know, this win by the Jets kind of means to our city in these dark and gloomy times. And as I look out the window right now, the weather is changing, by the way, again. It's going to be dark and gloomy and cold yes. uh, over the next few days or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm not, I've, I've never been one to really buy into the idea that a sports team can lift the spirits of a community. Uh, maybe, I guess. I mean, I guess it did. And when they, when they went to the 2018, conference final, the, white, yeah. the, the street parties, for I, I, sure. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I'm not one to look for that. You know, I'm going to get all philosophical, and I think you people need to look, uh, folks need to look within for that kind of thing. But anywho, I won't get off on too much on the tangent like that, Mike. You're not going to uh, like my A1 piece tomorrow. Well, no, I think it's, I think, I, uh, so tell me, like, what can something like this do for our community at this particular time. I right. Mean, you, you, and I get it. Like, I'd say go and buy a bike. But you can't actually buy a bike. They're all sold out. So instead of that, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, it was interesting. I was chatting with a nurse friend of mine on the weekend. This is after Sunday's uh, epic comeback. And, you know, she's a nurse. And like everybody in, in healthcare right now, like it's not a whole lot of fun, right? Um Hot, we're sending patients to Ontario, and there's a lot of a lot of despair going on. And she said to me, "I was trying to find the quote here, but I can't pull it up right away." But in a nutshell, she said, "This is after the the game three overtime win. Like it's just nice to have something to celebrate and to distract from what otherwise is going on." And this is from someone on the front lines, like. So she's taking some solace in yeah, what her. is a meaningless yeah. event in the grand scheme of life, a hockey team winning a game, right. but it gave her a moment of happiness. And I saw that. I mean, I'm on Twitter, as you know, all the time, Steve, and I doom scroll like everybody else. I love that term, by the way. Doom, doom scroll. Doom scroll. Oh that's my what God. It, what that's, is that? Well, it's a term when you just are constantly like refreshing and for all the latest news on everything for and all it's the, bad, like news. The bad news. Yeah, or it's just... A doom, and, and doom scroll. It's a great term that's kind of been coined. So, I mean, I do. I'm not in, I'm not in any of those groups. I, yeah. I don't scroll Twitter. I scroll Facebook a little bit more. But right. they're uh, all hiking and biking uh, Yeah, Facebook's, I mean, groups. 
I'm a big believer that your feed is what you make it. I mean, nobody's forcing you (laughs) to follow (laughs) negative, toxic people, right? Like if you have toxic friends or even family or whatever, we'll drop them. So I don't get that. I mean, sure, I get feedback on people who I don't know all the time. Hundreds of them a day I hear from and lots of it's negative, sure. Um, but you know, it is what it is. What, it what is. you get when you predict the Oilers to win. Exactly. Five, like. Well deserved. But <laughs> I mean, you can mute and block and all that. So people who just love to say, oh, it's all negative. Well, you know what? Maybe look, like you say, look inwards. Yeah. Maybe you're the negative. Yeah. Maybe you're channeling that energy. That but being join, said. Join a different group. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, there's no question. The Bears are out in full force at Riding Mountain. People are posting, all, I'm in a Riding Mountain yeah, Facebook oh, I, group. Beautiful. My photos. wife and I are going to take a drive out there soon because I love I love bears. Go on the and weekend. We could. Can I get the weekend off? Um, Don't you have the weekend off? Well, I think I originally had Saturday off, but Sunday I was supposed to be covering Game Seven of Jets Oilers. Oh, okay. We got to see what the Jets schedule is, I guess. Here, uh, but there's no question, Steve, that the Jets, um, as they did in 2018, it's going to be different this time around. But there's a they they breathed, I guess, some positivity into our community at a time when we could all use a little bit of a shot in the arm in addition to the shots in arms that we're we're all uh-huh. hopefully getting uh and yeah people are happy right and we'll see how far this can go uh that it's probably only going to get tougher from here but a positive first step yeah in... i don't know about that i don't like the leaves or the habs frankly oh. but nah uh against the jets yeah, no. I'll tell you this much: no. I I won't be predicting anybody to beat the Jets in five. No, I've I learned would, my lesson. I would do that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> okay, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Setra podcast. Mike, uh, we had a pretty much a stay-at-home order over the weekend. I mostly stayed at home. Uh, did a few, pro- you know, I did a couple of bike rides or whatever. Um, and uh, did some work around my yard. Um, I'm, I've got a bigger garden plot mm-hmm. for this year. I'm going to do a little bit more gardening. This is vegetable gardening. Yeah, I was going to say flowers or vegetables. Uh, I, the the bigger plot is for vegetables. Yeah, it's never really a big vegetable far, uh, gardener. I was I've always been a big flower, shrubs, and trees gardener or whatever. But I'm a little bit more interested in vegetables these days and growing some food or whatever. But I did go to the garden center. Mm-hmm. I hope that was okay. I went by myself. It is okay. I went by myself. I went to the garden center. I went to Lacoste on Saturday night. I was the only person there, frankly, pretty much. Really? Um, what time we, were they open till? They were open till nine on Saturday nights. Okay. The previous Saturday had gone as well to get some flowers. Uh, listen, Saturday night is the best time to go shopping anywhere yeah. for anything, anytime, groceries, whatever it is. And so I've learned over the years to not go to the garden center Saturday, like at noon. Yeah. Like, folks like what are you doing like give your head a shake um yeah there's a lineup of course there's a lineup um although i was surprised i went grocery shopping i uh, on on sunday morning mm-hmm. got the super value like at 8 a.m or whatever and there was a huge lineup but anyway so people were on a long weekend that is a bit surprising. yeah it was like i found that the city was really really quiet this weekend what'd you do on the weekend other than oh you went to the jets games or whatever yeah. well on did sunday you guys do any gardening uh, no, we did not, but I did something outdoors that, uh, I was kind of proud of. I, uh, I, I did my longest run that I've been able to oh, do. I ran do? five miles straight. Wow. I ran, uh, took me 54 minutes and 56 seconds. So just to put this in perspective, like um, we're coming up on June 1st, Those which are is like 11 minute miles. Is that right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually got my first mile was 10 minutes and one second because thanks to you, Steve, I use the Strava app, which I've fallen in love with right. and yeah. it, it registers your split. So I actually, my 10.01 first mile, uh, I really wanted to break 10 and I will hopefully in the next few days here. That's kind of my next goal is to get a sub 10 minute sub mile. 10 minute mile. Okay. Uh, but I was 10.01 and then of course they got, I think by my fifth mile, it was like 11.50 or something because I was running out of gas. But my goodness, uh, a year ago, Steve, I couldn't go for a one mile walk without stopping uh, to rest. And, uh, and now I'm running, now I can run five miles non-stop here which... you are i'm looking oh no that's not you that's mike aporius he's a photo <laughs> editor i got i'm looking at the strava app here folks if, for, for those of you who don't know uh there's an app called strava and uh, bikers and uh runners use it and it's, it's like a social media thing. yeah it charts your course it it yeah. gives you all your times and like it uses gps so it kind of draws a picture of the map that you've this should be the one that should say five mile run five mile run it was on saturday yeah it's interesting oh i gotta scroll down i gotta get by everybody. you gotta doom scroll this is the opposite of doom this scrolling is, there's no doom scrolling on here everybody's having a good good time I yeah so i did it at kildonan park uh, where I love to run. Okay, here it is. Five mile run, question mark. Five yeah. mile run, two exclamation, exclamation marks. marks. Yeah, longest. Mike McIntyre loves the exclamation I marks, do. folks. I do. Um, so this was at Kelowna Park. You just went in circles, dude. It, it, yeah, I know. I, went, I was like a hamster on a wheel. Uh, but <laughs> Kelowna Park, they, the uh, one lap around the park is 1.2 miles. So okay. I did four laps. What do you run, on the road? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I mean, on there's, the road road? There's a path. Yeah, there's a little path separate and apart. And it was actually dead at Kilona Park it on Saturday. It was dead everywhere. I know, but I Where mean... Where did everybody go? There was... I actually saw way more enforcement, like bylaw enforcement people than actual people. They had... Because they're all wearing like the yellow vests. Like, because yeah. of course, this order in Manitoba was that you could not gather anywhere outside your own household. So I guess they were on high alert for violators. I didn't see any. Um... But yeah, so I ran four laps and then a little bit extra to bring it up to five miles, and uh, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. And then, then Steve, on Sunday night, you'll probably notice I went for a run at one in the morning yeah, after the that, yeah. Jets game because uh, it's just a thing. I always like to finish my week, and I always view Sunday. My wife and I have this debate: is Sunday the start of a week or the end of a week? Yeah, I well, for me, it's the start of the. It, it, well, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I do my scheduling, as you know. Yes. Um, based on Sunday is the start of the week, but for me, uh, personally, like you know, from a inner perspective, again, <laughs> right? Uh, Monday is the start of the week, and I love Mondays. I'm a weirdo, folks. Um, I, I just, I've always loved Mondays. I'm not sure what it is. It's like you a dress up for Mondays. I do. Yeah, you do. Well, Steve Tuesday, but, um, no, you're it's just, the first day of the week. Yep. So, right. But usually, uh, we, Steve and I FaceTime most days and, and even if I forget what day of the week it is, if Steve pops up well, Jay Bell, probably no, it's H Fiddler. if Jay pops or if Steve pops up on my feed and he's, he's dappered up, I know that it's a Monday. Yeah, well, I mean, we used to dress up a little bit more. It, it, certainly, uh, COVID has made everybody a little bit more casual, yeah. but I, I like Mondays in that it's like a, it's like a, it's like a clean slate. It's like a, yeah. a, a new, uh, a new uh, set of uh, possibilities sure. that I look forward to. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I that's kind of how Very I am. Very zen. I, 
that's my zen. I look forward zen. to things. What's but so I like to finish week? my my week off, which would be Sunday, usually with some kind of exercise in the evening. So uh, the Jets game, of course, went to overtime. They started a little earlier, six thirty on. But so I went for a run at one in the morning. Wow, just two miles. I watch TV Sunday nights. Yeah, well, you were at the game with me. I did, uh, and for then, most of it. For most of it. <laughs> So I'm going to write about this tomorrow, right. but I might as well let you folks know. So here's Turning what I, point here's, in the series, here's what, folks. Here, yeah, here's what I did Sunday evening. <laughs> I went to the Jets game, and um, the Jets were – it was kind of a really boring game, and there's no fans. It's kind of just – it's you know, everybody's sending me messages. They're all you know envious that I'm right. at the game and all that or whatever, Mike and Facebook friends and all that kind of thing or whatever, and – and so then it, it goes to 4-1, and I'm like, eh, I'm kind of hungry. Um, you know, I've got this ice cream sandwich at home that I'm thinking about. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm out of here. You know, it's 4-1, right? right. You know what I mean? It, it's, to be it, fair, you didn't leave at the beginning. You stuck around for a bit of the third just to see. Four one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was 3-1 going into the third. Right. And then they scored and made it 4-1. So I decided to leave at 4-1. I gave it the, eh, I'm out of here. So that was funny. I gave it a couple of waves to people as I was leaving. I said to Steve, are you beating the traffic? Yeah, beating the traffic. I was, yeah. It's an old habit. Get, get, get ahead of the traffic. So anyways, then I, so I, I drive home. I'm listening to some tunes on the way home. Yeah, you even, did not put the game on I the radio. Not, no, I, don't even, I don't know how to even work the radio, folks. Like who listens to radio nowadays, right? Do you know what I mean? So anyways, I'm listening to some tunes on my Apple CarPlay in my new SUV. And um, get home, I back in or whatever, and I look at my phone, and there's a, got a text from you, Mike, and it says, uh, guess the Jets waited till you left the Wood Cup. And I'm like, oh, I guess they scored a goal or two. Or right. Whatever, right, big deal. So I look, oh, my God, it's 4-4. <laughs> it's 4-4. I'm like, holy shit. So I was like, I better get into the house. and get, yeah. You know, because Leon Dreisel is going to score in the final minute to make it 5-4 or whatever, right? You know what I mean? So no, it went to overtime. Anyways, though, I was comfortable on my couch eating my drumstick uh, when Nikolai Ehlers scored the overtime goal. So it's funny. I, I saw much in my doom scrolling. I saw a lot of posts. They weren't at the game, but people who did what you did, they checked out when it was 4-1. Oh, yeah. And I saw a lot of people like, thank God so-and-so sent me a text. Are you watching? Like things like that were happening. Right. right. Um, s someone I s saw said they started watching. What's that show? The Queen or something? The Crown. The Crown. Someone's like, you know, I had already moved on to The Crown. Right. And then I, so I wonder how many other people. And what we talk about fans. Imagine, Steve, how many fans potentially would have left oh, to literally beat yeah. the traffic that wow. night. Only to then have that hanging over them that they missed because they would not have let you back. They wouldn't have let fans was, back in I the did building. That once back in the day at a bomber game, and I can't remember. I was trying to think about it because I wanted to reference it in my playbook for tomorrow, or whatever. But I did that for a bomber game right. one time. I left early, and then they made this miraculous comeback. This was before I was in the business. Yeah. This was back in the day or whatever. Did you turn the car around and try I, and go back to the really stadium? I don't really remember. No? It's kind of a faint memory. I'm not, I'm not great at yeah. memories like that or whatever. But anyway, so <laughs> anyways, I left, folks. All right, Mike, we're back for the overtime period of our Jet Setter podcast. Well, since the Jets swept the others and are moving on to round two, um, you're going to have to alter your pre-planned. Folks... <laughs> Mike was planning his vacation based on the Jets losing in five. Right. Okay. I, I was off starting June 7th. Just so you know that, 
Yeah. No, I like fully booked it. Not that I was going anywhere because you can't, but I had told Steve, yep, put it down in ink. I'm taking the week of the 7th and the 14th off. Jets will be done. They'll have already done their garbage bag day and right. wrapped up. Bzzzt, no not way. happening. So I'm taking, I had some, I had originally planned to take this week and off an extended weekend and I was going to go to Riding Mountain. Right. And uh, with a uh, a trailer, a travel trailer, to catch a bear. There, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. But anyways, those plans are on hold. They're, 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 I'm not, not, but I still might drive drive out to Rhiney Mountain um, on the the time I have off. I'm gonna look for some things to do, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, you know, it's still it's still summer. I like we can still get outdoors, and for you know, sure. I've, I've seen a lot of posts of the wildlife is really it's amazing wild going on right now. I think now I told you, yeah. uh, and you you've seen like you said, uh, a friend of my wife's was out there last week. They saw like five or six bears. They saw um, a bunch of moose. They saw lynx. Lynx, yeah, yeah. I'd love like, to see a lynx. Me too. And like this is not. This is not seeing them at a zoo. This is seeing them in their actual habitat, which is... <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to see them at the zoo. No, me neither. It's, it's sad and depressing. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I they... rode by the zoo yesterday. It was, it, I guess the zoo is closed, it was, but it was smelly. Anyway, I just <laughs> rode by on my bike. It's just like, it smells shitty. Yeah, which I guess is that's par for the yeah, course for yeah, a zoo. Yeah, I guess it was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that would be a, that'd be a nice day trip for sure. Or would you stay overnight? Because it's a long way to it's go there and back, right? I think I would probably stay overnight. I was just not exactly sure how that's all going to work. So there's a little bit of like, will will I even go again? Yeah. You know, because I don't live in the same household as the person that I would go Right, with. and am they've am just allowed, extended this whole... But am I allowed to stay because it's my plus one? I'm still not sure about the rules yeah, yeah. on that. Do you know what I mean? You like, should call Brent Rusin, get him on the horn and uh, and clarify that. Oh, that's funny. I said I said in my playbook on the weekend, um, I'm probably going to follow the doctor's orders and stay close to home. A couple of people sent me emails wondering if everything was okay. Oh. I'm like, no, 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 Doctor <laughs> Rusin's orders. Yeah, so. Oh, that's um, funny. So, what what, were you, what would you what would you do on your vacay if you can't go anywhere? I know you got your New York. Trip yeah, so we're whatever, we're aiming for New York at the very end of well, September. What would you do here, in here, oh, we, but I want to do a similar day trip. So my wife and I, we would you were, drive the Riding Mountain back. I would, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably stay somewhere like maybe Dauphin yeah, for Dauphin, the night. That's what I, was I like thinking, Dauphin. Yeah. Been, I've stayed there before. Um, the mayor loves us, by the way. He does. Oh, he does. He's yeah. a subscriber to our newsletters and he sends oh, me nice. messages. He invites me all the time. Yeah. Can we get like the key to the city or something? Maybe. Is there a key to Dauphin? <laughs> Probably. That unlocks everything? That's well, not really a city. It's the key to the town, I guess. Or is Dauphin a city? Uh, I think it's Dauphin a city. Dauphin would be a city. Yeah. Portage is a city, so Dauphin would be a city. Um, and there's a golf. I'd love to play that. Go- Have you ever played the golf course? I haven't. No, no me neither. That's, I don't play golf anymore, Mike. That's Clear Lake, right? No, no. Clear or not Lake Clear is Lake. a golf course. What's the golf course up there? Is Dauphin it just... Golf Course? Yeah, but in Riding Mountain, it's, oh, it's Clear Lake, called, right? Oh, uh, it's called... Uh, Wasagamac? Uh, no, Cl- no, Clear Lake Golf Clear Lake Golf Course. course. I I, yeah. I, actually, yeah. maybe I did play it. I might have been in a tournament there when I was a kid. But it's designed uh, by a guy named Stanley Thompson. I know that. Oh, yeah. He's a he famous golf Niaqua course. as well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we my wife and I did a day trip to Gimli last week, which was fun. Um, so, I, I'm all for these. And there's lots of great places within a day's drive. Somebody recommended me Pemina Valley. There's a park out there. Pemina Valley okay. There's really good hiking out there. Scott uh, as you know, that. I want to play 20 rounds of golf this year right. and I'm four in. Uh, I think my son and I, I'm supposed to be off this Thursday and you can now only golf in your household or by yourself. 
Uh, so I think my son and I might go golfing this Thursday if the weather cooperates uh, to get my fifth round in. It's supposed to be cold on Thursday. Thursday, but I not know. rain, but cold. Right. But we keep in mind, we golfed in March this I hope, year. I hope you folks didn't plant your tomatoes on the weekend. They say, and you as now a novice gardener would know this, don't no, they I'm always... I'm not a novice gardener. Oh, you're a pro gardener. Oh, okay. shit, yeah. Don't yeah. they always say that you should never plant until after June 1st? Or well, is it after May Long weekend? Well, the May Long weekend thing, here's the thing. So everybody rushes out and they plant everything May Long weekend. Right, because they have do, the time. So there's two things that I do, uh, being an expert gardener, not a novice gardener. <laughs> um, and I learned through this, through experience or whatever, is that you can plant things... I, I jump the gun... On planting containers, right. So I've done that. I've done a few, some container gardening already, and since it's probably going to go below zero this week, they they say that yeah. or whatever. If you really want to, depending on what you've planted in your planters, you can bring them into your house or into your garage is fine, right? Okay, so you save a few degrees and you protect it from frost in your garage. Right. I used to move tons of containers into the garage, and probably will move my containers into the garage uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this week. But if you've planted stuff in the ground, then and then you get frost, you're in trouble. And it always happens. Like it's every year, the week after May long weekend, you get frost. Yeah. Almost every year, yeah. right? And then the week after is nice. Right. So, well, and here's the forecast Wednesday night, minus one. Yeah. Thursday, plus one. So that's Frost City. Yeah. I'm looking to next week, Steve. Uh, 25, 28, 27, yeah. 26, overnight lows, 15, Always. 17, Always. 16. Yeah. It's like the the switch gets flipped and it's like, okay, now it's summer. So I took the six days. So I'll probably, what I'll do Thursday and Friday is I'll do a little bit more prep in the yard or whatever. Right. And then, um, and then, and go out and buy things because I like to get certain uh, plants. Yeah. And uh, although I went out Saturday night, like I said, to Lacoste, because I wanted to make sure that I got some, uh, some uh, mini to, uh, uh, Cherry tomatoes. Love cherry uh, tomatoes. They usually sell out, right? Certain brands of them sell out. But I went, they had tons and there was nobody there. So, but I found some really nice uh, orange ones. I was going to say, I have learned recently how many varieties of cherry yeah, tomatoes they are. Because my wife out. buys these little ones yeah. and I often bring salads now to Jets games. Yeah. And she'll put these, but I there's yellow and orange and like, I didn't know. There's that, grape tomatoes, there's cherry yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, and there's they're hybrids, all, so all kinds of hybrids Love or whatever. The so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll make sure and bring you some, Mike, when I grow them. So, um, so that's my plan for. But yeah, I like to get away and do a couple things on the weekend. We'll just see how the, see how the. I, I'm still, you know, these rules. I, I want. I, I I don't want to be bending the rules. No. I've really, really tried not to bend the rules. Um, and um, so we'll see how it goes. Well, one thing we know we won't be doing over the coming few days is covering the Jets because they've earned themselves uh, a bit of a break here. Yeah. Uh, Who's going to win, Montreal or Toronto? Well, I think I picked Toronto and they're up 2-1 going into a back-to-back tonight. Um, you know, it's interesting if this can get to six games, Montreal plans to have fans in the crowd, 2,500 on Saturday. I think Saturday. Montreal wins tonight. Yeah, I, I like their, I'm not sure what they're doing goaltending wise. I think Carey Price is going to play the back-to-back. -back. I don't know if they're going to go to Freddie Anderson or Jack Campbell. Uh, if they go to Freddie Anderson, I really like Montreal's chances. <laughs> but um, yeah, Toronto's banged up. Tavares, obviously, brutal injury. And then Nick Foligno's out. So I'm sure the Jets 
geez, the Jets would love Toronto-Montreal to probably go seven and beat the hell out of each other so that wh- whoever comes out of that is a little... Uh, I think the Jets match up better against Toronto than they do against Montreal, by the way. I'm just saying. Interesting. So I, yeah, I, I think over the course of the season, they seem to have a little bit more difficulty with Montreal's transition game. Right. And, and yeah, the Leafs beat the Jets a little bit at the end of the season or whatever, but there were times... In the season earlier in the season, when it was uh, you know the battle for first place and all that or whatever, where the Jets really just handled the Leafs no problem. They did play, for, when they were playing like they're playing now for so, sure. And again, I, I'm not crazy about the Leafs' depth. Well, um, I like the Habs' depth better than I like the Leafs' yeah. depth. Well, we should uh, make a point of uh, of being fluid with this podcast and maybe doing our next. We think we think. Maybe next Tuesday or next Thursday is probably when I'm the be next off Tuesday, Mike. Oh, you are off Tuesday. So uh, if it starts, well, we'll maybe do our usual we'll Wednesday or out. maybe uh, I'll take this home and we can do it remotely or something. Because um, we uh, will probably be back here before the next series gets underway to kind of tee it all up. That's but a good uh, idea. for now, enjoy the uh, enjoy the victory, the sweep, folks, and uh, the, the warmer weather that's on its way. And Steve's tomatoes. Take care, folks.